Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Gall. What's going on, Brett? What's up, Marcus? How are things going? Hope everything. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and everything. Uh, it's time to get into uh, the college football playoff here this week. So the uh, college football season is coming to an end pretty quickly, but I'm excited for the games this weekend. Likewise, happy holidays and everything's been great. The baby had a good Christmas, um, had some family over, in-laws in town. Uh, my sister and my future brother-in-law came over. We we had a great time, ate some good food, drank some good beer. And, well, you know, the NFL on Christmas Day was pretty cool to have, you know, this year. Yeah. The NBA was always – Good as always. I mean, some of the games like got a little sideways. We saw what Dallas did to the Lakers, and yeah. you know, <laughs> Golden State <laughs> just wanted to like blow Memphis out. Um, and my team, Phoenix, played at ten thirty. I think I watched the first five minutes of the game and went to sleep. I didn't stay up. I, it was a three point overtime loss. But no, holiday season's been great. Had a couple of days off work here and there, and um, got to go out in the cold with the dog and shoot some birds. So all, all good over here. And our co and our uh, guest today, Jake McVay, always back for bowl season this time of the year, bringing you the I hate to call it the dead part of the year, but now it's just the transfer part of the year. You don't know what to expect almost out of any bowl game. But uh, Jake McVay, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it, fellas. Good to be back. Thanks for having me as always. But yeah, bittersweet uh, time of the year with football kind of dwindling down. So trying to get my last dosage of football in here actually watching coastal and ecu play right now so um but yeah good to be back man before um college basketball really gets in full swing you know acc play is fully kicking off this week and i mean conference play like nationwide is getting really good we've had some pretty good matchups we saw chapel hill take down ohio state um I, i'm not a, you know how i feel about chapel hill but <laughs> i mean it seems like after their four game losing streak they're getting back on track we're going to see if the Wolfpack are for real this year entering ACC play. I'm not too hopeful about Kevin Keats's job. Brett, how you feeling about West Virginia um, this basketball season? We just cracked into the top 25 this week. I don't know how long it's going to last, but we came in at 24 in the poll. Uh, I think I saw Lenardi said if, um, like, if as of right now, all 10 Big 12 teams would be in his bracket. What? Yeah, which he said has, like, never happened before. So that's kind of crazy. But, obviously, Big 12 play starts this uh, this week. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be a tough uh, – tough. it always is a tough league. I mean, our one loss – we had two losses. One was to Purdue, which we, we actually played pretty tough. And then um, then Xavier at, uh, at Xavier. So, we played Kansas State and Oklahoma State in the next week. So, we'll, we'll see. But – Usually, uh, usually January, February, March is when you really start revving up for college basketball season. Heck yeah, can't wait to get into it. It is a great time of the year, although football's coming to an end. We got a pretty good basketball season coming up. And um, before we hop into the show, um, I know it's been a couple of weeks. Um, we took all the first part of bowl season just because, frankly, no one knows how the hell these bowl games are going to shake out. But I think it's uh, very clear to say we're kind of getting into the slate of bowl season to where not as many transfers coming in and out. And even if so, you know a little bit more what to expect with the teams. So you can gauge lines a little bit better. I mean, we don't want to do a show just to where we give you leans. We give locks. 
So let's go ahead and recap what has happened, you know, since the end of the season. So um, ACC Big Ten win totals, we didn't recap those for you. Pretty good showing. Um, Mike definitely carried the, the load this year. Uh, Mike Goulet, got to give your flowers. ACC Big Ten win totals. My man went eight and one. Eight and one plus seven units. I mean, just firing away. One loss, NC State over eight and a half, and that missed by one game. You can probably say if Devin Leary didn't get hurt, it may be flips. But, I mean, Mike was definitely looking at a nine and a slate. Uh, Clemson under 10 and a hook win. Louisville over five and a half win. Cuse over three. Cuse started out hot and blew that out early. Ohio State, he took his boys over 10 and a hook. Hit Michigan um, over nine and a half. Also hit during the college football playoff. Wisconsin under eight and a half. Minnesota over seven and a half. And then Nebraska under seven and a half. Someone has to lose. Mike, flowers to you. Excellent job. That's, yeah, it's a great choice. <laughs> Holy cow! You can't get more solid than that. That's that's the that's yeah. The I mean, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Solid better. You want over fifty percent? I mean, that guy's well over. Mike, kudos to you, man. <laughs> Start paying picks. <laughs> yeah, lead the book. Uh, next up, ACC Big Ten uh, over unders. Brett came in second place, five and four, one game over five hundred. His wins: Miami under eight and a hook, Ohio State over ten and a half, Michigan over nine and a half, Nebraska under seven and a hook, and then Maryland under. Wait, Maryland? Did I mark that down wrong? They won six games, right? Let me check. No, they might have. They won seven. Sorry, Brett. You were four and four. <laughs> I'm giving you flowers where you don't deserve it. Four and five. Yeah, Maryland finished seven and five. Yeah, so I'd be four and five. Yeah. Yeah, seven and five. Yeah, so they were under. They were over six wins. You chose the under. Um, so not too bad. Um, not the end of the world. And myself, I was three and five. My three wins: Ohio State over ten and a hook. Nebraska under seven. Northwestern under four. You know, Northwestern didn't win a game on American soil. Yeah. Week one, they beat Nebraska. Nebraska. God. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> and, and that, and that was actually a pretty good game. It was, was a good game. That was week zero. It was yeah, week zero. Week zero. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And then I missed on Clemson State, Virginia Tech. Gross. <laughs> uh, not a bad signing day. A little hopeful next year, but I mean, I, they their win total is going to like four and a half next year. They're coming back down to earth. Uh, it was a lot more rebuilding than we thought uh, needed to happen. Uh, Wisconsin un did not get over eight and a half. Wisconsin was awful this season with the coach firing midseason. Then Illinois showed out this year. Illinois was a pretty good football team. Yeah, Brett Bielema had them going. He had them rolling. Yeah, uh, four and a half. If you took the over, um, you didn't you didn't sweat that at all. That that was a pretty good one. Um, sorry, Brett. Here for your total. I got to flip you a game. And then that takes us to the Big Twelve SEC win totals. Trevor Inman was our guest for that show. Trevor won three. Uh, Auburn under six and a hook. We all know what happened there with Harson. Tennessee over seven and a half. Road is lost to ten regular season wins. And then Georgia. 12 and oh, number one team in the college football playoff standings. His misses Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas under two and a half. Kansas won six football games. Rock chalk. 
<laughs> I mean, they won all those in like the first half of the year too. Honestly, yeah, they did. And then uh, Bama over ten and a half did not hit. I think the whole syndicate took that one uh, across the board. Uh, number two in the Big Twelve SEC was myself. I was four, two, and one had a push. Texas under eight was my push. They got exactly eight. You know, just not bad enough. But I mean, they they they, they towed the line per usual. My four wins, TCU over six and a hook, and we saw where they ended up this year. Good showing from the Horn Frogs. West Virginia under five and a half. Brett, I really didn't even have to sweat that. We 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 kind of knew the writing was on the wall. We, we were fine for that six win. We really were towards the end of the year. Georgia over ten and a half hit. Ole Miss over seven and a hook hit by half a win. My two losses, Kansas State under six and a half. TCU Kansas State is so funny. I picked TCU over Kansas State under, and then they ended up playing in the Big 12 championship. And then uh, Bama did not get over the 10 and a half. Um, so four to a one for me. And then Brett, I'm very sorry for your big yeah, totals. It didn't go well. Two, six, and one. Uh, two wins Georgia, Tennessee. Your one push was Texas under eight. And then the losses, your pokes. The Baylor Bears, you took your nears. Bama, Mizzou, under five and a hook did not hit. They got six. And then Vandy, five wins. Two I'm SEC wins? Was it two SEC wins? Or yeah, three? they beat Florida and uh, who else did they beat? They beat Mizzou. They beat Mizzou? Who did they beat in the East? I don't know. I just remember Florida because we were giving Joel a hard time. <laughs> they beat Kentucky. Oh, yeah, it was Kentucky. Yeah, so um, that that's all the win total shook out. Mike Goulet was the leader in the clubhouse with myself in second. Uh, I think you could say Trevor did a little bit better than Brett. Uh, but yeah, Brett, you got to bring it next year. Yeah, you got to see all the uh, not the study over the uh, off season, all the transfers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just going to get tougher every year. But again, we're recording this on December twenty seventh. Right now, we have Coastal Carolina and ECU going back and forth. Looks like Coastal um scored in the first quarter, so they will now be down after the PAT uh, seven to ten. The Pirates on top. Earlier today, we had Buffalo with the win over uh, Georgian Southern, and then Memphis routed um, Utah State earlier, thirty eight to ten. Late night game, we got Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. I will be asleep. Uh, either of you boys plan on watching that? Heck no. A lot of people out. It's gonna be gonna be the toilet bowl, man. <laughs> Spencer Sanders out, Merch is out, and like I think there's a lot of injuries too, and people just sitting out as well. So I probably will not be tuning in for that. <laughs> Did uh Spencer Sanders find a landing spot yet, or is he still floating around the portal? I think he's still floating, isn't he? I think he's still, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he landed. I just saw uh Hartman. He's thinking about Notre Dame. I saw yeah, that that'd be a huge pickup for them, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think their quarterback. I mean, they really turned that thing around after after losing to Marshall and yeah. who else did they lose? Well, oh, they also Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford, terrible Stanford team. I mean, yeah. So their quarterback away from being pretty decent, I think. Yeah, no, I mean Hartman, he's a gamer for sure. Doesn't he? He has a couple ACC uh records there, right? Yeah, he threw like what the touchdown record on the bowl game. Yeah, did he pass Philip? I think Phil had the record. So, yeah. yeah, I think Taj Boyd was up there too. I saw because they showed like a little snippet of it. Yeah. Taj Boyd was up there, flash from the past right there. But no, yeah, I mean, that dude's a gamer for sure. Yeah, and um, like quarterbacks in the portal, I mean, in general, are like pretty, 
skin pretty well. We know uh, Denon Leary got hurt. Um, he went to Kentucky. Uh, NC State's going to be MJ Morris's program. He should be starting the bowl game on Friday. Uh, Brennan Armstrong from UVA is still in there. Like you said, Hartman, Spencer Sanders still pending. Grayson McCall, who's not playing with Coastal tonight, he's pending somewhere. DJ landed in um, Corvallis. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's getting, I mean, this is a lot of flip-flop. I think seven, so over half of the ACC starting quarterbacks have transferred. Wow. Le- wow. Leary to Kentucky, I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought Leary was going to go to Notre Dame. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But the Har- Hartman yeah. in a new offense will be weird, too, because, you know, he's been – used to playing that offense at Wake Forest for all his career, so. Yeah, and then you got, like, people on their fourth transfer. Uh, your boy JT Brett, he, he's down like in it. Texas. Going from Texas. USC to Georgia to West Virginia, now Rice. I mean, I don't know. He, I really I really went into the season thinking, all right, like, he's he finally going to prove himself. And, I mean, he uh, – oh, yeah, I mean, he got benched. <laughs> I mean, he straight he straight out got benched. I, I was I was reading an article about it. It sounds like I mean they kind of just pushed him out. I mean, I think he knew the writing was on the wall that he was going to come back and be like the starter. But at this point, he's probably just getting that degree, that masters or whatever. It. Okay. And technically, I think he could have two years if he got some red shirt from medical red shirt from like 2019 or something like that too what yeah he, he can have two years if he gets that approved or something like that so i yeah Sp- the spencer sanders is interesting to me i don't know where the heck he'll go he's kind of fallen off lately too yeah I and then graham mertz to florida i just don't know that yeah um, i don't know why florida would want him the, the yeah, i don't either Spencer Sanders, did AM get a quarterback? I know Haynes King transferred to Georgia Tech. I could see like Jimbo trying to get Spencer Sanders or someone like that. Yeah, I can see him laying there. Who who did Purdue just get? They got Hudson Carr from Texas. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a good pickup. Yeah, it is a good pickup. Yes. Graham Harrell just went there too as offensive coordinator. He went from West Virginia to to Purdue. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean when Hudson Carr when he came in when um who got hurt? Ewers. Ewers, Quinn Ewers, yeah, against Bama. I mean, he held his own. I mean, he made it a game. I think if Quinn stayed healthy, I think they would have had a shot earlier in the season. That was like week two, right, when Texas played Bama? Yep, week two. Yeah. We'll see We'll see Ewers in the transfer portal in the spring or whatever. Probably. Because <laughs> 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 Yeah, left the Bucks. Yeah. Once he – I mean, Arch Manning, I feel like it's probably going to happen where he just wins the starting job. Yeah. I think so too. Remember, Marcus, remember during the me, you, and Trevor were well, especially me and Trevor were all over the Ewers bandwagon, and then he kind of fell off towards the yeah. after the first half of the season, honestly. Yeah, he did. Um, I could see Arch Manning, I, I could see him starting next year. I'm definitely yeah. would be shocked. And it seems like he really got Texas to like get a lot of four star and five star guys to come play with him. So he's. I don't know if, if he's what he is. I mean, obviously he has a name tag on the to the back, yeah. so he's got a little bit more pressure. But if he can do it, it it'd be pretty cool to see. But yeah, I mean, shit, I, I'd like to see Ewers in um like maroon and orange. I mean, I, I think that'd be a pretty good fit. <laughs> yeah, Who, who's your quarterback? Yeah, so VT got a guy named Kyron Jones or Kyron Drones, D R O N E S. Oh, from Baylor. Yeah, from Baylor. Um, is Wells still there? 
Yeah, Wells, he I'd be pretty hard pressed to see him start after yeah. last year. He had a whole season to prove that he's a guy and he's just not that good. But like I say, we're getting the black back in Blacksburg. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Drone, drones came into what he came in uh because we knocked out shape and or whatever during the year and drones came in and if it wasn't for drones coming in, we probably wouldn't have won that game. He didn't look that great. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, again, he's a young guy. I mean, decent recruit. Dang, four-star guy, mobile, um, kind of like a Hendon Hooker. I watched his highlights, um, like, from high school. He didn't have that much film at Baylor. And what I did see him yeah. throw at Baylor, it wasn't that good. But I could see him as a little, like, Hendon Hooker-ish kind oh, of guy. Well, that's, a, that's some high praise. <laughs> <laughs> You, that's what Virginia you're gonna go into the season disappointed yeah um jake do you have any update about kent state um for our listeners our new listeners uh jake played college football wide receiver at kent state um for a couple years you got any scouting report on those guys yeah i mean the uh dion who took our head coach sean lewis well he wasn't there when i was there i played under paul haynes but sean lewis he really kind of turned that program around um so now he's going to be the oc under dion in boulder um and in that transition, he actually brought over the stud receiver, Dante Cephas, who's number 14 for the flashes, and then the um, O-tackle, Savion Washington. So they got two flashes, players, and then the head coach, who's now the OC under him. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting. Kent just hired the new coach. I'm not sure. He was the OC under Sean Lewis, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how he follows in his footsteps. And then the quarterback, Colin Schley, he was a stud too. He actually just went to uh, enter the portal and signed with and committed to UCLA. So he's going to be a Bruin. Nice. Um, yeah. So I mean, the offense it was pretty solid. Um, I don't know if you guys watch any flashes games, but it had a good, fast, up tempo offense. Oh yeah, um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's right. Yep, that action, man. Um, but no, yeah, I mean. When they played complimentary football and, you know, when Schley was healthy, um, you know, they looked good. And the running back, he was solid, too. Um, he entered the transfer portal. I don't know where he's going, but he's only like a five, six dude, little scat back. Looks like Darren Sproles or like Deuce Vaughn back there, honestly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But, I mean, all around they had a pretty good team, but fell short of bowl eligibility, unfortunately. So, um, we'll see how they pan out next year, though, so under the new coach. But um, looking forward to it. And then so now just kind of following my second college team, the Buckeyes, into the college football playoffs here. I mean, for all, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm sporting a little maroon and a maroon and white uh, letters T-shirt. Uh, Jake sporting a white hoodie with block Ohio State letters with the Buckeyes under it and the O in O-H-I-O in red. I don't think – it kind of looks like no, – I'm just, I'm just sporting Nike. I should have worn my West Virginia basketball. Yeah. <laughs> ranked in that. Basketball season, baby. I don't start getting into college hoops until like man, like February, like the first week of March. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, I mean, I I really do enjoy the uh, NFL playoffs. Are well, I mean, last year's NFL playoffs were freaking fantastic. So if if they can live up to that hype this year, then which honestly I think they can because I don't think there's like a true amazing team out there right now. So. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, 
the NFC is just terrible all around. I mean, it was crazy that the Panthers are only one game behind the Buccaneers and they have six wins is the same amount as my Brownies, man. And <laughs> it's just crazy. The NFC, what you got the Cowboys, the Eagles, Vikings. Eagles, yeah. Um, you got commanders who are in there and then Brett, I'm yeah. sorry about the Packers. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm kinda I know. Oh, and the Niners. I'm sorry. I, I cheer for the Packers one like a few years ago, but I kind of just go into the season that I really don't have a team, which honestly makes it more fun, to be honest. <laughs> your favorite team is your fantasy team. Uh, yeah, which was not a good year this year. So we didn't make playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of injuries. Keenan Allen really hurt me, <laughs> not playing like 12 out of the 16 games. DeAndre Swift hurt me. So. It was a tough year. I'm not gonna lie, Jake. How are your fantasy teams looking? So I'm in four leagues. I'm in the Super Bowl in two of them. Um, nice. One, I'm hoping to win one. The one is a $500 league, so that'd be a nice little payday. And then the other one, it's uh, with my old Kent State uh, teammates. That one's only for a hundred, but hoping to win one of them. So we'll see. What about you? Um, I was in four leagues. Um, one from my my old job. I was the fifth or sixth seed there. I was like, right, I needed to win the last week and I didn't win. So I missed that one. I would have been the fourth seed. The other league where I was, I was thinking I was in fifth place. I had like two leagues where I was like seven and seven or something like that. Like I was like right on the line, like last person in. Had a lot of points scored against, but or scored four, but when my team was bad, like they like they didn't show up at all. So I had two leagues where, where I was basically a bubble team, like in March Madness, like like first four out. And then one league, I think I was three had three wins. It was bad. And then another league I had maybe four wins. And it, it was yeah, it was it was like almost make it or break it or pretty bad year. I just oh, didn't have a good read on fantasy players this year. <laughs> It happens, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hop into these uh, college games. So, again, um, starting tomorrow on the 28th, we got four games and a couple teams on Tobacco Road playing. We got UCF Duke, Kansas, Arkansas, Oregon Chapel Hill in the Holiday Bowl, and then Texas Tech and Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. Um, if you guys have any plays there, feel free to shout them out. Um, we can go one by one because there are like decent games almost every day, like up until Saturday. So I don't mind like going over some stuff, talking about it. I know me, I don't have any play, excuse me, until Friday. But if you guys got anything for Wednesday slate, um, let's go ahead and hear it. I'm really hoping for a big Oregon win. Other than that, I don't have a lot to add. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, looking at the slate tomorrow, I don't really have anything that I love. I don't really force a bet either, <laughs> um, you know, that I don't absolutely love. Um, but if I were, were to say UNC, their quarterback, he's uh, he's playing, right? Yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, 14 and a half, that seems like a lot of points, right? <laughs> I mean, but I don't know how um, – I haven't watched a whole lot of ACC or UNC this year, to be completely honest with you. I know they have a pretty good quarterback, though, at the helm. So, uh, 14 and a half seems like a lot to me with, what, Bo Nix? <laughs> so, I would say give me uh, UNC plus 14 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I do like that play solely because it's a lot of points, and no matter what, 
Um, Chapel Hill's going to have the best player on the field, and he's playing mm-hmm. quarterback in this important yeah. position. So, I mean, if he if you just need a driver two to get it close to the end, I, I do like laying the points. Now, I know Coastal Barbecue also likes um, the Tar Heels um, laying is, around like 13 and a half to 14 <laughs> points. Is Downs playing? No. I mean, that's a big loss, though. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, it's hard to even keep track of who's playing and who's not playing. No. I mean, that's the hardest part about yeah, and really, I I, I kind of think this line is so big because Chapel Hill's whole defensive back is like the whole defensive backfield's transferred. I think they, they've had five. No, seriously, they've had five DBs enter the portal, and they, they for what reason they couldn't guard anybody in the first place. Well, yeah, they couldn't guard anybody there. I don't know, dude. I really think Chapel Hill has a coaching pro, like a coaching problem. I think Mac Brown can recruit the four and five stars, obviously, yeah. like he did. But when it comes to developing talent, I think that these players realize that you know Dre Bly maybe can't coach DBs as well as we thought he could, and they're just finding um, new homes. Like Tony Grimes is now at uh, he's now at Texas A and M. Um, who else did they lose? Chris Collins on the edge. They lost him. I think Cam Kelly, he transferred to Tamir Brown. Like, Chapel Hill's had a mass exodus of a lot of the guys on both sides of the ball, but especially defense. Wow, yeah, sounds like that program's in limbo for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, there's one and a half. My, I don't know. I could see Oregon covering that, to be honest. Did you guys see the whole thing about uh, reportedly Drake May was offered like $5 million? For like a I couple did. of schools or whatever. Yeah, I did see that. And he he denied it, saying there was nothing. Get those Chapel. Yeah, thrill, I wonder who's on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have a hunch to who those schools were. Yeah, I mean, I think it's two coaches in the SEC West that hate each other. Um, yeah, one is in the state of Texas and one is in the state of Alabama. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fair. fair assumption. Uh, Brett, you have anything else? Like, you, what do you think about Duke? Duke playing UCF. I think that's a winnable game for the Blue Devils. I, oh, I think. I mean, they're they're uh, favored too. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that's a winnable game. Arkansas is um is Daniels back for Kansas? I don't know. If he is back, then I could see that being more of a competitive game. But I don't know if he's back. He's listed as number one on the depth chart right now, from what I can okay, see. So he must be healthy again. Um, and then Mississippi and Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't know who plans on playing quarterback there too. They they went for like they had like three quarterbacks throughout the year. So Texas Tech. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I th- I mean, I think Oregon North Carolina could be. Good. We'll be talking. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and mark this down. You know how we usually skip the Pac-12, uh, at the beginning of the year, the preseason. We're gonna have to talk some Pac-12 next year because yeah, there we are. There, there's some good QBs coming back next year. That uh, and there, there's gonna be some good teams in that conference again that we'll have to discuss. So, yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln holding it down there with his Trojans. Yeah. And um, so we skip ahead to Thursday, the 29th. Got three games, Syracuse, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Florida State. Interested to hear thoughts on that. Um, and Texas, Washington. Florida State intrigues me. 
Florida State was hot this year. Like a lot of, they didn't get a lot of attention in the ACC because they lost to Clemson like pretty early on, and of course they lost to NC State, even though they they knocked Devin Leary out. Um, that they had some self implosion in that game. Florida State should have beat the Wolfpack straight up, but Florida State nine and a half point favorite against an Oklahoma team that started hot, and when I say the brakes hit. They had a streak. I mean, they almost lost to West Virginia. Who? Oklahoma? Did they lose to West Virginia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We took them out this year. Yeah. I was to say, I knew it was, it was our first one, first win uh, since being in the Big 12 Conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. The, the Noles may roll. They may They may lay it on. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't looked at who's been uh, – I imagine there's been some transfers out of Oklahoma. I don't know, but I I can imagine. And then Jordan Travis, he'll be a uh, he'll be a front runner for Heisman next year. I think. Oh yeah, Florida State's gonna be soft. They'll they'll be a top ten team next year uh, to start the preseason. I think so. Mike Norvell's got a got a solid team coming back next year. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I forgot they lost in that barn burner against uh, Tech the last game of the year, fifty one to forty eight too. Yep. So. Yeah, they're probably their motivation right now is probably at an all time low. Lost that West Virginia and Baylor. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I think um for that game, what's the over under on that? Florida State, Oklahoma. The computer wants to load. We're looking at sixty five and a half, sixty six. Uh, that's that sounds intriguing to me. That's for sure because I know Florida State they can throw up some points too. Yeah. Um, you know what they just eat up on. Uh, who is it? The Gators. Pretty bad. What? What was that? It was like forty-five, thirty-eight, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I might, I might take the over on that. You mean put me down for the over on that? I like right. that a lot. I like that. Oh, man, I, I'm tempted to take the spread here. I, you know what? Go ahead and put me down Florida State nine and a half. Yeah, I think laying the points right there is pretty good. I think y'all are both on the right side there. Um, Jake, I can get you better. Can I get you? Yes, I can get you a 65 and a half. What is the cheeses bowl? Is it in Florida? Right? Yeah, okay. Is that in Orlando? Yeah, looks like it. Looks like it's gonna be the cold fronts pass by as well. Looks like it's supposed to be 71. Um, what do you guys think about Texas Washington? Did Washington lost two games this year? Um they lost to Arizona State early on and UCLA like pretty early on too, but I mean, Jake, they beat Kent State first first week of the season, um, and then they started rolling. I mean, do Washington down the stretch took out Oregon State, Oregon, Wazoo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say I like I like the Huskies because um, they're getting three and a half, I believe, right? Yeah, Texas is the favorite. Yeah, I right? don't know Sark and the Longhorns, man. I don't know. They just <laughs> it seems like right after that, like Bama game, they were playing great football. Um, you know, Quinn went down. Um, I don't know, just sorry, something up, something's up with the horns, I think, internally. They just can't figure it out. These, I don't know, if it's a great 
you know, football school, it's prominent football school, but they just can't figure it out. They just can't get over that hump. And I think it's just because they have so many chiefs, you know, like in that, in the, in the boosters, you know, they have like 10 Jerry Joneses, you know, that they go through basically. So I think it's just like some internal problems. I don't know. I just, I put me down for the Huskies there getting three and a half. B. John Robinson is not playing, right? What are you sitting out? I, th- I believe so. I think the latest report, I can look that up. Well, I know he's going pro. And that dude, Bijan Musterton, you see that, that they have that down there in Austin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah. What's that? It's uh, some Dijon Muster they make down there in Austin, Texas. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, out. Yeah. He's that's you know that's their heartbeat (laughs) their offense runs through him i wonder where these playing i i really shouldn't i mean i is xavier worthy playing this game it looks like he's listed on the depth chart as the number one wide receiver so far for texas oh yeah he is playing this he's a sophomore he's sick He's waiting for Arch to get there. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to get saved. Yeah, this is the last game. We'll see yours in a Texas uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Probably right. I mean, talk about, Michael Penix Jr., though, balled out this year, though, too. I mean, especially the last year in uh, in Indiana. I mean, they were terrible. So, yeah. He balled out this year. Yeah, I think – I think he can come back too. I th- is he coming back next year? Panics? Yeah, he's yeah. a junior. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's coming. I mean, so like him, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix. I think Cam Rising can come back if he wants. I don't know if he's going to. But Pac 12 is going to be kind of nasty. Yeah. And especially with two of those big programs about to jump to the Big Ten um, in not too long. It's. It's definitely going to be a sight to see. Uh, it's going to be weird not considering them, like, in in the Pac-12 for sure. Um, but, yeah, for, I like the Thursday plays. Cheez-It Bowl, good play. Alamo Bowl, also good. Alamo Bowl at 9 o'clock. Cheez-It at 5.30 p.m. And then Friday, I will be in Uptown Charlotte, bright and early, tailgating. Wolfpack in Maryland. We got an old-school ACC backyard showdown here in the Queen City. NC State is a one-point favorite in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. They we're going to have pretty good weather. I think the lows, like in the high 40s, highs. Like, yeah, it's all supposed to be like 65, right? Yeah, it's, it's going it's to be pretty nice in Charlotte. You're lucky it was, the game was this Friday instead of last Friday. Oh, my God, dude, you ain't kidding. So, um, I, I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay one point with the Wolfpack. I think, dude, NC State and Maryland should play like every, like, four, three, four years out of conference on a cycle. That was always a pretty good game to look forward to. You know, there was – for those of you who don't know, there was an infamous, like, Russell Wilson game to, like, he could never beat Maryland – and it, like that Tom O'Brien and like that whole crew, it's, it's pretty it's pretty notorious among like Wolfpack fans. But yeah, we love to play Maryland and beat them. Um, but so yeah, give me the Wolfpack. I think NC State's gonna have seventy percent of the crowd for sure um, in the Queen City, and I expect there to be a pretty good show from Wolfpack Nation. Like it. Is Morris starting? I mean, I know Dave said that he's healthy. 
Dave yeah. doesn't ever say anything about the roster. Um, Jack Chambers is still listed as number one. Um, I think Ben Finley will start over Chambers if he really has to. Yeah. I fully expect MJ Morris to play, though, 100%. I like the over 46 points, too. I think, especially if MJ Morris plays, I think Dave's just going to let him rip because he really has nothing to lose, and that kid's explosive. I guess he's state putting up in the 30s themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched a whole t- lot of uh, Wolfpack football, to be honest with you. But um, so I'm probably shying away from that game personally. <laughs> There's a bunch of other good games that day. Uh, we got Pitt, UCLA. Um, UCLA probably going to be a pretty big favorite there. Uh, Notre Dame, South Carolina. I would not be shocked if Shane Beamer pulled off the upset, seeing what they did the last couple weeks of the season. And then. We got Clemson and uh, Tennessee late night game. The, yeah. Friday's going to be pretty good. Start yeah. Yeah, fr- Friday will be interesting. Especially uh, when he's playing. Is he playing? Yeah, rather for the get uh, for the Cox. Yeah, a hundred percent. He has yeah. to. Yeah, he's just. I mean, I just hate him. I hate his attitude. Honestly, to tell you the truth, he's cocky. But he and has been good. Honest. Last two weeks, so I mean, he has put on a show against what Tennessee and Clemson. So, yeah. I mean, they're hot, they're rolling right now. So, I guess they're getting hot at the right time. But I'm, I, I don't know. I don't think I want to. So over under on that. The um, the Clemson is uh, is uh, Hyatt playing for Tennessee? No, Hyatt's done. Yeah, I mean the Clemson game. I I probably lean Clemson honestly because I know well we know DJ uh, DJU went to Oregon State, so Club Nick it's finally his team, which it honestly should have been his team halfway through the season. But I don't know what was going on with. Yeah, so before, before we circle back to Notre Dame, South Carolina, I do have a play here. I'm taking Tennessee, um, catching four and a half. Wow. And the only reason is, if you look at the transfer portal for Clemson, um, obviously they lost DJ, um, start running back. Well, after Shipley, I guess Kobe Pace, their number two back, he's in the transfer portal. He's going to UVA to play for his old offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott. Um, NC State's getting uh, Dakari Collins, one of their best wide receivers. I think Clemson – and I think – so Clemson also lost at least one other quarterback. I think they lost three whole quarterbacks, though. The two people that will be behind Cade, and they lost DJ, who was a starter. I think Clemson is having a little bit of a mass exodus here. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game, um, just because I think their defense is going to like stay pretty stout and strong. But I don't think that they beat Tennessee by a lot if they do. So that's why I'm going to um, catch all the points I can, four and a half with Tennessee. I actually like that a lot, too. Um, you know, just thinking about the coaching staff, you know, players transferring out. Um, you know, I think this could be like a slow demise for Thompson down there in Greenville. I like that, too. Give me four and a half as well for the Wolves. Nice. I like that a lot. The, game, the game's in Miami. Yeah, and uh, Trevor and Nick are both going down there for the game. <laughs> Wow. It's supposed to be 70 Yep. They should have a good time. Oh, yeah. Miami always is. <laughs> oh, I'd probably be the other way. You want to take it? 
You mean Clemson fading? Yeah, I just I don't know Milton. I mean Milton's gonna be the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Joe's Joe's start for sure. Yeah, Milton. I don't know without Hyatt. What um, what was the other dude's name? The other wide receiver that was hurt most of the year, Tillman. Yeah, is he playing? Probably not. Well, he was back towards the end of the season, but I think he's going pro. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, so I don't know. Clemson, I don't know. I, I kind of like I kind of like Klubnik, and we we know Tennessee's defense is not that great either. So, yeah, no, yeah it's fair. It's definitely fair, and I mean the better quarterback. And, and we know Clemson travels. Honestly, they're they're probably big big crowd for both there. Honestly, yeah, there's going to be so much orange in that city. It's going to be yeah. Obnoxious. <laughs> Yeah, there's gonna be a ton of orange. I mean, that that place will probably be pretty packed. Yeah, I think more packed than a Miami football game. Yeah, I think if you watch a bunch of bowl games and look at the crowds, most yeah. of the stands are empty. I think this is gonna be like jam full. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Honestly, two, two fan bases. All right, Jake, were you so interested in that Notre Dame South Carolina over under fifty one and a half? I was leaning, yeah. I mean, looking at both the, I mean, they could put up some points here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from that. I'm gonna actually go to the Barcel Sports Arizona Bowl. Support the Mac. I'm going with my Bobcats minus one and a half. Hell yeah! <laughs> Athens happens, baby. My Bobcats out of Athens, Ohio. Joe Burrow hometown. Arizona. Well, how's Arizona this time of year? Like in the 70s, 60s? Oh, yeah. I mean, their weather. It's cold at night, obviously, out there in the desert. But yeah. Um, yeah, give me OU. I mean, they, that uh Rourke, he's a family, he's a royalty at OU. He had his older brother play there as well. So he's a solid quarterback. Um, you know, so watching them play. You know, on their matching nights, Tuesday and Wednesdays, uh, he's pretty stout. But he tore his ACL actually, but um, their backup, he's pretty solid as well. So I, I'm still taking, still leaning OU, um, their defense. So hopefully we can contain Wyoming. I haven't watched any of them, but we'll see. So I'm, I'm just supporting them, kind of being I, a home. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Wyoming, but I do recall watching Ohio play Toledo in the um. In the championship, dude. It, for the MAC, isn't Toledo like one of the best like programs in the MAC? Like soup to nuts, like facilities, like um, recruiting department, all that stuff. Yeah, they're definitely up there. Their stadium is pretty sweet. The Glass Bowl, they call it. Um, you know, over the past ten years, they've definitely been solid. When I was there at Kent for five years and played, I think they won it two or three times. And then BG and NIU were up there as well. Um. But, yeah, I mean, Toledo and BG, they're only about 20 miles apart. So, something over there in, like, western Ohio, they're doing something right <laughs> in recruiting. But lately it's been uh, – I mean, Kent has been up there with, under Sean Lewis the past couple of years. So, um, you know, a lot of parity um, over these past couple of years with kind of who's taking the reins and leading from the top. So, but, yeah, to answer your question, Toledo, they're solid program for sure. That's pretty cool. They they do some like really nice stuff with their like jerseys, like the whole like astronaut like space theme. Like them and UCF do a pretty good job at like pulling out some pretty sick jerseys once or twice a year. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Hey, Brett, you have anything else for Friday? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm good. That's a pretty good slate though that day. Yeah, Friday. Friday's gonna be like very very solid. And then of course we go to Saturday at noon uh, in the Sugar Bowl down in uh, New Orleans. We got Bama, Kansas State. That's going to be a very, very good game. Uh, Iowa, Kentucky may be a little sleepy there. Um, over under 31 there. I wouldn't even hate taking the under <laughs> that game. That game may be – Over under is 31? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's Where, Where's that game at? Like, what, It was hard to watch, man. I saw Nashville, Music City. For all those drunk people in Nashville, dude, they're going to be bored. They're going to be pissed. You yeah. have to be drunk for that game, honestly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. And Nissan. <laughs> it's a first ever, I doubt first ever all QB. Well, Lev is playing. Yeah, I doubt first rounder Lev is just playing. But yeah. uh, before we actually hop into the playoffs, um, I have a play on the Sugar Bowl. I'm taking Bama, laying six and a half. Nick Saban has basically said the vast majority of our players are going to play in the bowl game. This is Bama's Super Bowl. They're going to come out for blood. And I, I honestly feel like Saban's going to knock Kansas State in the mouth so damn hard they're going to have a hard time recovering. I like this Kansas State team. What they did against TCU and what they've done all season, quite frankly, has been nothing but remarkable. But I think this is going to come down a little bit more to pros versus Joes. And I think Kansas State about to see something that they ain't seen all season. So um, I'm going to lay six and a half with Bama. I 100% agree with you there. Um, everything that you said about Kansas State, too, I think they've, you know, have looked phenomenal. Deuce Vaughn, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, in that game, um, the Big 12 championship versus uh, TCU, I think was awesome, spectacular game to watch. It was fun, you know, through and through. But I think, you know, just more physical, more dominant, you know, just better athletes at Bama, um, you know. So I think Bama – Main six and a half. I think that that's going to be one of my locks Saturday as well, along with the other two college playoff games that I have for that day. Yeah. All right, Brett. Um, on the on the two noon games, you got anything? Bama, Kansas State. Uh, I'm Kentucky. also in on. Uh, I'm in on uh, Bama as well. That's right. And I I want to give a shout out to Bryce Young and Will Anderson for for playing in this because, I mean, Bryce Young should be the number one quarterback. I I think it'd be stupid if. They don't draft him. I mean, I, Will Levis just I, I, stupid if they draft Will Levis one, and then uh, Will Anderson or whatever will be a top top ten pick as well probably. So they definitely don't have to play in this game, but the fact they are is pretty pretty impressive to me. So I like that, especially with all the uh, all the players that usually opt out at this point now. Yeah, I think that says a lot about coaching too. You know, just saving in the yeah. You know, and the culture that they built there at Bama. So, um, yeah, I agree with you there, Brett. And we saw Bama coming in with the number one recruiting class. I think Saban, Saban is probably going all in. He'll, he probably will take this cycle, give it three years, four max, and he's going to try to get a natty. I mean, dude, he didn't win a natty with Bryce Young as the starter. That's kind of crazy to think about. It is. Mm-hmm. Is, is I still, th- I still think if uh, Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt last year, I think Bama win. I think Bama beats. Well, and Waddle got hurt, right? Who else? Wasn't it? Didn't Waddle get hurt too? Or no? Or, Mech, or was it Mech? Wow. Who, 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 Mech. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Mech yes. and Williams both got hurt, and I mean yeah. they were 
both studs. So yeah, if both of them they get hurt, I still think Bryce Young would have. I think they would have won. But yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um. Who does Mechie play for in the NFL now? By the way, the Texans. But he he was out. He's been out the year. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I didn't hear a lot from him this year, but I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like. They were just like Waddle, Mechie, talking about like Devontae, like all the like ridiculous receivers that like Bama's had. Like, yeah, he, like, Waddle's it, a stud too. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's just like they didn't have like any guy at wideout that was close to one of them this yeah. year. But yeah, I, mean, I think they have some studs coming in. Um, so, is there a? Are they going to start a freshman or do they have somebody currently on the roster, Brian Bryce Young? Do we know? It was what's the name of that guy? He's the 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 bigger black dude. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was kind of like a runner. What was his name? Jalen Milrow. Milrow. That was his name. Oh, I then I've heard the name. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. I mean, obviously not Bryce Young, but I mean, I don't know who they have coming in at quarterback. Quite frankly, I, I'm sure Saban's got somebody though. I mean, he's got the number one recruiting class. Uh, so it's got to be something. Yeah. <laughs> up his sleeve. Not worried about that. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get into the big game. If no one's going to take the under for Kentucky Iowa, because I don't think anybody wants to uh, watch that. Quite frankly. All right, so first, what's the first game? Is it is Michigan TCU four o'clock? Yeah, Fiesta Bowl. Yep. All right, Jake, go ahead, give us your breakdown. Let us know your locks, um, and, and let's just see where we're all going with this. Yeah, so I'm going with the Big Ten, Michigan, minus seven and a half. Um, I really think the first half is going to be entertaining. TCU's going to make it, you know, close, you know, play their hearts out. Max Dugan, I mean, Mad Max, you saw him against uh, Kansas State. That dude's a gamer, competitor. So I think it's going to be a good game. But I think in the end, Michigan's just going to wear them out. Um, they have one of the best O-lines in the nation. Um, and they didn't lose a beat or lose a step with Corn being out. Edwards stepped up, you know, uh, did his part, and they still, you know, <laughs> beat OSU, beat the brakes off OSU, um, you know. So I really think Michigan is going to show their teeth here and um, kind of blow it out here kind of late in the game against TCU as much as I like uh mad max but i think michigan gets it done in the fiesta bowl all right brett what you thinking yeah i'm on the same same uh path here i i i'm with jake i, I think it will be a good game first half or so because I, I think i think tc will play their hard out. i think they know they're the underdog here they've been the underdog the whole year there's a lot of people that still don't think they should have been in here so i mean I think Duggan is definitely – he's going to leave it all out there. It's his last college game potentially. So, But I don't know. Michigan has impressed me so far this year. Defensively, they're impressive. So, I don't know. I, I just think especially – I think Michigan will be able to run the ball too against uh, a TCU defensive line. So, I also like Michigan here to cover the seven and a half. So, um, what do you guys think the final score will be here? Oh, man. Um, I think Michigan's going to win by 10. I think it's going to be a like a 31-21, 31-20, 20-ish ball game. 
Yeah, I can see like thirty-one seventeen or something like that. So that would be an underplay, 58 and a half. I, the under does sound right here. <sighs> Michigan's been very sound all season. It is really hard to bet against them. And when I was thinking about this game, I was like, all right, so backdoor covers definitely in play here. I think Harbaugh gets a little conservative at the end of games, especially if he has it in hand. But he will have his team ready. And Michigan's going to come out. We know they're going to run the ball. Um, McCarthy's going to have to, like, make a couple throws here and there. But for the most part, Corn's going to have to tote it. Defense going to have to stay strong. And I definitely think they can because TCU's a little streaky. They are, like, they are warm yeah. bunches. But, like, when they're stalled out and it's just not clicking, like, it it, it can be ugly. I kind of don't even want to play this. Um, I said if Michigan was – if I can get him at six and a half or six, I'd play with them. Anything over seven, I take TCU. That's what I said initially when the game came out. So I'm going to stick with it. So I'm going to catch all the points with TCU. Probably going to need a backdoor cover to cover this, though. Just the more I, like, let this loom in my mind, I think Michigan will be the more prepared team. Like, this is Harbaugh's moment. We know he had it last year against Georgia. No one really gave them a shot, and, like, they really didn't have a shot. I mean, that Georgia team was disgusting. Yeah. But I this mean, year, they definitely have an end. Like, they – this is their game to lose. Yeah. And making that change to Harbaugh, I mean, showing some guts going from McNamara to McCarthy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, in the offseason, uh, making that change throughout the season. And, you know, they're right back to where they were last year. And, I mean – they're basically – I think they're a little little better even than they were last year, to tell you the truth, too. So, um, I think this is definitely his time to shine. And the way that he can make adjustments and, um, you know, adjust his schemes at half, I, I just really think, you know, up until half, like I was saying, it's going to be a game. But then I think their halftime adjustments, he's going to, you know, come out on top. But I'm hoping for a good game. That's all I want to see. Yeah, I, I'm with you because – the semifinal games have honestly sucked the past, mm-hmm. like, exactly. how many years? I mean, we, we've rarely had some good ones. So, I think Marcus brings up a good point that TCU has been a little streaky. I mean, you don't know what they're going to do on offense, but I think another part of that is Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver stud, wide receiver TCU, has been hurt through a lot throughout the end of the year. So, he should be fully healthy. So, I don't know. I'm just – I'm with Jake. I, I just hope it's a good game, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, after Oklahoma, so we can say from October 8th on, TCU, they've played within 10 points every yeah. single game. Yeah, it was close. time game here or there. Might as say Blue Iowa State out. Um, Iowa State was very down this year. Um, it, I, I really do think you guys are on the better side. I'm going to need a little bit lucky. I'm going to need to get lucky to cover this. But, again, if it was my initial thought, I'm not going to, like, fray too far from it. So, I'll catch seven and a half with TCU, but I do think it'll be it'll be a very, like, entertaining game, to say the least, and maybe see Michigan pull away at the end. And next, we got Georgia, Ohio State. This is going to be a headbanger. It's going to be buckle up that chin strap, tighten it up. All right, Brett, what do you think about this one? The problem with this game is is the last <laughs> the game I still have in the back of my mind for Ohio State is the game against Michigan where they just ran it down their throats. Uh Ohio State's defense did not look good. 
And I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like Georgia in the spot. I really do. I just, I don't know. It's just, I think Georgia's better than Michigan. And Michigan, especially in that second half, just took control of the line of scrimmage. I think Georgia's even better on the line of scrimmage. So I, I think it will be interesting. I think another thing that I think about when this one is Ohio State's offense is probably a little similar to what Tennessee was. And we saw Georgia just completely dismantle that Tennessee offense during the middle of the year, or I guess towards the end, middle to end of the year, where we thought Hooker would be able to throw all over them. And everybody was saying Georgia's deep defense is not the same as last year and they showed up. So I think if they're able to get um, pressure on Stroud, I think having not having Jackson Smith, the Jigba a lot of this year really hurt, hurt this Ohio state offense. I mean, I know Harrison jr. Has been balling, but not having his counterpart on the other, other side of the other side of him. So I, I don't know. I just like Georgia in this game, but this game is, will be interesting. I think. Jake? Well, you see my sweatshirt. <laughs> so I see this game going one of two ways. Um, one way, um, OSU wins in a nail-biter. Second, Georgia wins in a landslide blowout. Literally just gets dismantled. Um, and I think OSU has to win by Stroud playing out of his mind. Marvin Harrison Jr., like you're you were mentioning, has to be just be an absolute dog, a grown man out there, um, which is going to be tough against the Georgia defense. But I mean, they did lose five starters in last year's draft, um, so I think you know with Georgia's defense, I don't think it's what it what is we're what we're used to seeing. Um, if that makes sense, I mean they're still a dominant force, um, so. But I mean, I mean, I think that is going to be a key part. And then Ohio State's defense. I think Ohio State's defense has to step up. Um, you know, hold their ground. You know, it's it's Georgia. I mean, that you just can't back down. You can't be scared and timid. I think OSU. I'm taking OSU with the points. And um, that might be me. Yeah, I'm taking OSU with the points. Here, um, this could be a homer bet, but I have a big future on them. I took them before the season started to win the Natty, so I got some help from the playoff committee, which was nice. So I'm hoping that um, and Marcus, I'll be with you before this game. So depending yeah. on how much, how much <laughs> of that keg we, uh, <laughs> I could be doubling down on this bet before the before the kickoff. So we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm rolling with my Buckeyes, man. Oh, H. Yeah, roll, roll with them. Um, 100. I just texted our buddy Mike Goulet, and I said, "How are you feeling about this weekend?" His response: "How do you think I'm feeling?" <laughs> so I, I think I think Mike is gonna have a little bit of lemon booty this weekend. I think a lot of Ohio State fans are pretty scared. I need to text my friend, uh, Big Mike, Mike Sakor. He's a he he's from uh, Columbus. He's a big Ohio State fan. Um, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. The the reason is I don't really think the only flaw that I've seen a little bit in Georgia 
and it's kind of crazy. It was because of Missouri more than anything, but their defensive backs were just like getting beat, like in like certain spots of the season. So I definitely think Ryan Day is watching the right film, trying to like scheme up something similar. And a lot of the talking heads, like if you watch like Fine Bomb Show or like somebody like a couple guys on like College Football Live, can Georgia's defensive backs hold up? You know, can they hold up? You know, I think they can. I mean, yeah. if the Jigba was playing. I yeah, would exactly. definitely be on Ohio State because that's a two-headed monster like no other. I mean, yeah. like the, it, I will never forget the Rose Bowl that he had. Oh, my. Because it was the wildest performance I've ever seen in my life. So there's, you think Utah had, like, the running back playing deep in the back or whatever, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's because they, they had so many all time. But I'm with you. It, and I, I really wish he was playing. I wish he was healthy this whole year because, I mean – I'm with Marcus. That Rose Bowl game, I just <laughs> he was yeah. so fun to watch. But he could have won the Heisman Trophy. Like, oh yeah, J- just based on that performance alone, he should have. Yeah, yeah. that it, it was definitely unreal. But I think George is going to be able to hold up. Um, yeah. Kirby Kirby's a defensive guy. He's going to have something drawn up for Marvin Harrison. I think Marvin Harrison still has you know, 110, 115 yards and a touchdown at least. Like you, you can't contain him all game. But I do think they will be able to limit enough. Another reason I like Georgia here is because C.J. Stroud, as long as he was in the Heisman conversation, I don't think that he really belonged this year. You know, he had, like, good stats. Like, they they weren't astronomical. Um, I think Hendon Hooker should have won the Heisman regardless. But, I mean, Stroud was, like, steady, was winning football games, you know, didn't lose to the very end. So you got to put him in there just from, like, no offense to people that don't watch the games and just look at box score, say, okay, Ohio State won. Quarterback had a good performance. He was in the running at the beginning of the year. Keep him in there. I don't think he's been that impressive. Um, I'm not saying I'm not a believer in him. He can definitely show up, have a big game. I just think Georgia has all the pieces to give this Ohio State team issues, and I don't think any other team does. Like, I honestly, I think if Ohio State played Michigan again, Michigan will probably be, what, a four-point favorite? Yeah, point favorite. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be shocked if Ohio State won outright. Like that's what I'm saying. I think Ohio State would be a favorite against TCU. I kind of think Ohio State probably wishes they were playing TCU, like in this case, or maybe Michigan again. I just think Georgia's going to give them fits in all the wrong ways, and I, I think they can cover a touchdown here. Well, that's fair. I wish he had Jackson Smith and Jigba, him and Travion Henderson being out. I mean, that's yeah, tough. yeah, that's a tough. But yeah, I mean, see Michigan. That's my pick Michigan and OSU. I think any college football fan would be doing backflips, you know, if they saw that as a natty. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, the committee, the board, I think they'd be all be high-fiving if it was OSU and Michigan. And, you know, those ticket sales would be through the roof. Yeah, and even looking at the over-under, 62, I think it's kind of high. I'd probably lean under because I think George is going to throw up, like, I mean – high thirties and try to stop and just let their defense win it. Um, you bring up a good point about the uh, Georgia DBs though, because I mean, they did stop Tennessee, but Hendon Hooker missed some throws in that game that he was hitting all year previous to that game. Yeah. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he missed some, he missed some throws that were potential big play kind of touchdown throws. So I think, is Georgia going to – if Georgia is able to get pressure on Stroud to make it kind of havoc for him. But if, if Ohio State protects well enough, 
then uh, then it'll be interesting. I also think Jake mentioned kind of the defense. How is Ohio State's defense going to respond kind of thing? So that that's probably the big biggest key, one of the biggest keys as well. Did you all see uh, the Kent State-Georgia game? Kent State was making yeah. the Georgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah, they did give him trouble. Ryan, Ryan Day, he better be watching Sean Lewis and the Flash's offense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Georgia has chinks in their armor. They definitely do, but – as much as they do struggle at times, I think top to bottom, you look at depth, like one through three, rotating guys in. I'll, no other team has that depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially if Ohio State gets a lead, how will uh, Stetson Bennett respond to And that's what scares me because on the flip side, Stetson, obviously he was up for the Heisman. Like, which, the which, I, like which, I like everything about Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I do. I like his like swagger he carries about him. He doesn't walk into the room like Spencer Rattler, but he's also like, I'm no damn scrub. Like I won a national championship last yeah. year. And like he he was the quarterback for a national championship team and he's getting another shot. If if he, they get down early and Georgia needs Stetson to win them the football game, I don't know if he can, quite yeah. honestly. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean. Hendon Hooker should have been in the Heisman instead of him. It was stupid. I mean, even though Hendon wasn't going to win it, no offense to Stetson Bennett, but he should not have been in that. He should not have been in New York or whatever. That was stupid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I think Hendon still had better stats than – He did. That, like, yeah. Stetson Bennett's stats aren't even that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, – I, yeah. It's – it's going to be a good one. If Ohio State gets up early, it's going to be tough for Georgia to get back on the passing game. Yeah. But we also saw them give up big play after big play after big play to Michigan, too. Yeah. That, they have a little bit of it in them. Yeah, that was disheartening. McCarthy was throwing, uh, he was throwing bombs. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and, dude, even the running game was working, like, yeah. late. I mean, it was like two broken tackles, six. Yeah. It was hard to watch. (laughs) I think we'll have two very good games, though. Um, uh, I'm I'm really excited to see it. And then we can all all wake up a little hungover. And, well, I guess that's on Saturday. So we can recover Sunday after after a big year celebration. And on Monday, we got a very good slate of games. And we haven't had a podcast since this happened, but Mike Mike Leach, um, hate to hear what happened. Definitely one of the great guys in college football, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to take his Mississippi State Bulldogs to cover one daggone point. I haven't even done a lot of anal- analytics into this game, but get, give me the Bulldogs lane one. Swing your sword. I'm on that as well. Just going to say that as well. Love it. Yeah, put me on it. Also, put me on for the Georgia minus six and a half, too. I got you. Yeah, Mike Leach was like one of those guys that I've always kind of been familiar with. So my wife, she's from the Pacific Northwest from Washington State. And if she didn't move to North Carolina um, when she was like younger, she would have went to Washington State for college, like more than likely. Like her family's Cougars fans, like her best friend went to Washington State and everything. So I always kind of like followed him a little bit from there just because like they would watch the football games and all. That guy's a character, and everyone yeah. knows, like who Mike Leach is. Like, regardless if I had no connection, yeah. like through that, but yeah, with him and Gardner Minshew there, <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna, be, he's gonna be missed. Yeah, 
definitely one, definitely one of the good guys. Um, and just like watching what everyone had to say about him and all those interviews, because you see them over the years and you're like, oh, that's just Mike Leach. But yeah. this was truly funny as shit, what he used to say. <laughs> yeah. And he was serious about it, too. That's the crazy thing. Like, he wasn't just joking around. Like, he's dead ass serious about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely miss his personality in the okay. football world. Uh, the Bulldogs are going to rah-rah, and they're going to get it done. Um, so that is at noon on Monday. We got three other games that day, Tulane, USC, and the Cotton Bowl, LSU, Purdue, and the Citrus Bowl, and Penn State, Utah, and the Rose Bowl. Interested to see what you guys think about these remaining three games because I, I have a play. I think Brett's on it, too, more than likely. I was thinking uh, USC minus two. Um with that Lincoln Riley, I mean that high power offense. I feel like they can score anytime they're on the field. But I, I don't know. I always like betting the Rose Bowl. Um, and there, I would I would lean uh, Utah. But I guess if I had it, I don't like having these this many plays to tell you the truth. But um, and LSU <laughs> fourteen and a half points. Yeah, that's a lot. Point. That's that is, a big I know. spread. I know. I don't know, but Purdue, I call them Perdon't, but <laughs> I, I might have to take. I don't know. LSU is enticing for sure, but I'm I'm gonna go USC against the Green Wave is, minus two. That's is Carmel playing in Purdue. Was he playing? I thought I heard he wasn't playing. I don't think so. No. Yeah, so I mean that fourteen and a half might not be actually bad. Yeah, I thought that uh, Jaden or um, Daniels is coming back for LSU. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. Year. So uh, USC, yeah, Tulane. Tulane had a good team this year, though. Yeah, they did. Tulane. Tulane was very. Tulane, Tulane can score too, and USC's defense is not that great. No. Uh, yeah, I mean they do put up some points. Yeah, I think they see Utah. Uh, I don't know. Take the over, <laughs> over 62, USC Tulane. It wouldn't be a bad play. Oh, is that the over-under? This game may play in the low 80s. Yeah, I can see that. USC struggles on defense. We saw what Utah just did to them. Yeah. I'm taking that under – or I'm taking the over. I'm taking over. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and give me the over, too. God, I mean, they're going to have a good week or a shitty week. <laughs> <laughs> I Cam Rising is playing in uh, Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, sure. And Cl- I'm, I'm not. I'm just not a big Sean Clifford guy. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like he's average. He's very average. But I'm taking, I'm taking Utah. Yeah, I, I think they blow out Penn State. I, I think like blowout. I think like 14, 17 points. Yeah. Does Utah have any uh, opt-outs or anything, do you know? Not that I saw. Nothing huge. Cam Rising's playing. Um, is Michael Bernard's. Is who? Kincaid or whatever. The tight end. He's the tight end, right? No, he's not playing. Mm, that's a big loss. I think Cam Rising still rolls. <laughs> I think Penn State's a little fraudulent. But yeah, the, the Penn State – Everybody comes and talking about them, and I'm just like, 
okay, but the Big Ten sucks besides Michigan, Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and who did they lose to? They got killed by Michigan. They got, yeah. They got absolutely obliterated by Michigan. I mean, the Ohio State game was decent for like 31 to 44, but that game was not that close. If you watched it, that game was not that close. Yeah. Ohio State blew them out in the second half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, well, that's because the, the defensive player who I cannot announce. That D lineman. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, he dominated the game in itself. Jake, what's his name? Bro, it's you. Yeah. He, he's the DN. Dude, he's filthy. Yeah. He, I mean, he single handedly won that game for them. So, is he Hawaii or Samoan? Yeah. He's like from yeah. Hawaii or something like that, I think. What's this yeah, name? I know who you're talking about too. It's not Mickens. Is <laughs> pick of what? what? Just look up Ohio State defensive ends. Here we'll pull the depth chart. You did go bonkers, though. I do remember that. This guy went insane. Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah. Tu- Tumalola. Nuts. He's only a redshirt freshman. He's only a redshirt freshman? <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to be like Nadamika Sue. Well, let's hope he's not as dirty as Nadamika Sue, but. <laughs> hey, by any means, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. Think you know, go, go ahead and throw me on the two and a half or whatever. Because I'm with you, Penn State. I mean, Penn State struggled with Northwestern at one point during the year. It was like they won seventeen to seven, I think. I'm just, I don't know. I mean, the Big Ten, besides, like I said, Ohio State and Michigan, is terrible. And I don't think they played Illinois either, did they? I don't think Penn State played Illinois. James Franklin just doesn't show up in big moments. He does not. It's kind of crazy because the Rose Bowl used to be like one of my favorite bowl games too, but like now it has no meaning. Granddaddy, that Rose Bowl last year was probably the best football game I've ever watched. Though when when the college football playoff goes to twelve teams or whatever, though, I mean it will it will have meaning again now. Yeah, and honestly, uh, the year or two before that, you remember Baker Mayfield when he played Georgia in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, that was that was also insane. Usually it has great games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never disappoints. Yeah, they get theirs. I'm looking forward to that one on Monday. Um, but, guys, I think we have a good slate. If we missed anything, uh, feel free to throw it in. But if not, we can recap and get on ready to hop up on up out of here. I'm looking good. Yeah, I like it. All right, Brett, you adding anything? Taking it. No, I mean, I honestly, I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I came into this with having zero picks, so I was just kind of going as along with it, <laughs> just riding it on the wing. I don't hate it. Well, thanks again, Jake, for joining us every bowl season. You come in clutch, and we got a little bit more to go in the um in the bowl uh, challenge mania. I'm hoping to, uh, dude. I was doing pretty good at that at one point, and then like last week, I lost a string of games and yeah. started to struggle. I know. I think I have Coastal this game and uh, Grayson, uh, who went out. So it looks like I'm going to lose, drop another game here in the pick one. 
Yeah, I think I've lost five out of my last six. But regardless, Jake, thank you for joining us. Let's read these bowl cards to get us through the rest of bowl season, and we will be back for the national championship episode. All right, so Jake's card, Florida State, Oklahoma, over 65 and a hook. Washington catching three and a hook. Tennessee plus four and a half against Clemson. Ohio, the MAC laying one and a hook against Wyoming. Bama, six-point favorite. Michigan, seven-and-a-half-point favorite against TCU. Big Ten heavy taking the Buckeyes, catching six and a half against Georgia, Mississippi State laying one, swing your sword, and then USC laying two against Tulane. Brett's card, Florida State laying nine and a hook, Clemson laying four, Bama laying six and a half, Michigan seven and a half point favorite, Georgia six and a half point favorite on Saturday. On Monday, Mississippi State laying one, Tulane, USC over 62, and then Utah laying two and a half. Marcus, my card, starting out on Friday, Dukes-Mayo Bowl here in the Queen City. NC State laying one against Maryland late later that night. Tennessee plus four and hook against Clemson. Bama, six-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas State on Saturday. TCU catching seven and a hook. Bama laying six and a hook. Mississippi State on Monday laying one. Tulane, USC over 62. And Utah laying two and a half. Now, on Ocosa Barbecue, it likes Chapel Hill plus 13 and a half or 14. Wherever you can get it tomorrow against Oregon, let's cover Oregon. Quack, quack. I don't I feel like Oregon will cover that. Especially without downs, without Drake May having downs, I think that's a huge loss. I hope. Uh, all we can do is hope. <laughs> I hope for Jason and Caden's sake. Yeah, we cover, they cover. <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy the uh, the game on Friday. It kind of too bad it's not like a three thirty because at least when you were tailgating out there beforehand, it would be a little more warmer. But honestly, if you're tailgating out there at like eight, it's still gonna be pretty cold. Sorry, man. We'll um we'll get some uh cooks champagne and some some cheap OJ, maybe a little bit of alcohol, and you know we'll have some have some bush lattes circling out there. And um Jake on Saturday. Yeah, hey, good luck. I, I Jake, I think we're gonna be drinking a little bit of everything on Saturday. A little bit, yeah. Waking up, yeah, not feeling too hot on Sunday. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Brett, I'll talk to you and Jake. I will definitely see you on Saturday at the New Year's Eve party. Other than that, enjoy your bowl season. Thank you for tuning in to Half the Distance to the Goal. We will be back before the national championship game. And good luck, guys. Good luck, guys. Enjoy the games. Bye.